0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for waking up to watch the All-40 Niners show at 9 o'clock Pacific on a Wednesday in the offseason. I mean, the season's still going on, but the Niners season is over, even though they were the best team in the league hands down. Did you know that they were the best team in the league hands down this year? Jose, I'm sorry. I couldn't make it more than five seconds without being a jerk. Uh, The title of the show is Why the Niners Seem Upset with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to start right there because this is a very interesting story. Yesterday... Ryan Hensley, I feel like, kicked this off. He's He has a show with me on Mondays. And he said he heard a rumor, a rumor from multiple people um, that Jimmy may have been able to play in this NFC Championship game but didn't or chose not to. That sort of got other journalists asking questions. And Tim Kawakami reported in The Athletic that apparently the relationship between... Lynch and Shanahan and Garoppolo went south, like, rapidly recently. And that was it. No explanation why. And then Chase Sr., who's on Twitter, if you don't follow him, is at the the, the Super Bowl right now, happened to find Jay Glazer, who knows things, put a microphone and a camera in his face and said, Hey, Jay, there's a buzz around, uh, there's, there's a rumor going around that Jimmy Garoppolo could have played in the NFC Championship game. Jay gets all flustered and he's like, well, uh blah, blah, blah uh it's it's not that. I mean it's they were kind of more hoping the Super Bowl, but in this game they were sort of hoping he could be the emergency third quarterback because he he couldn't have done everything, but he could have done more than whatever Brock Purdy did there in the second half. So that's what we know. And then when asked, is Jimmy coming back, Kyle Shanahan had this death stare on the press conference podium, was like, No. Which is weird, because in the past they're always like, we just want to say how much we like Jimmy. He's been, so he's been so great. He's been so great. He's done everything he's asked for him. Is Jimmy coming back? No. Next question. No chance. So that's what we know. It seems like maybe the Niners were hoping that Jimmy would come back and be like a, a savior hero for them. Um, and he was maybe like, you know what? I'm still hurt. No. <laughs> uh, does that seem plausible to you as, as a scenario of what could have happened? Uh,
1: Yeah, I could. Because I think... Look, I don't think the the... In, Kawakami, in his article someone it was like a mailbag article someone asked him about like hey whatever happened to this and he's like yeah that, like it really went south especially lead up towards the nfc championship game but to me it's like didn't i think kind of like me and you definitely hit that like kind of cover this like yo is there like some like animosity between the two because we're seeing like garoppolo and shanahan on the sideline like kind of getting more vocal so
0: yeah we, let's add let's you, add a little bit of context here earlier in the season when, when jimmy came back he against denver he was caught Actually, on camera saying, "Your your plays suck, man." He said that, so there was that. And then during this game, when the Niners were losing and Brock Purdy was out there with the torn UCL handing wow. off, he was laughing on the sideline. So these these are all little pieces of circumstantial evidence that on their own do not indict Jimmy Garoppolo, but together they paint a picture. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So, but not even just that. I think even there's been there was like a couple of press conferences where both of them are kind of like. Not taking subliminal, subliminal, but I think especially Jimmy was more was more direct kind of this year. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, like kind of it kind of seemed like oh yeah, it's not it's not my fault or, or something. Not something, not something like that. But pretty much you could tell like okay, they're kind of taking a little more things are more spicier here. And it was they like, were like taking you know, little passive aggressive shots at each other in the better, press conference because I mean yeah. Garoppolo ended up having playing well in his like seven stars that he played. And he played well. He wasn't playing bad, but he wasn't playing great either. Obviously, but yeah, right. then you, you get the lead up to that to his injury. And that's why I said – I remember last week we said, like, why is, like, Kyle so, like, quick to write off Jimmy? Why is he so quick to, like, really want Brock? And it's, like, because he's had a side-by-side comparison of who's better. <laughs> he's had a side-by-side, right. side-by-side comparison where he's had one dude It's like, again, bro, you're freaking injured? And it's not, only, it's not only it's that. And then you have Brock who comes in and is like, wow, not only this guy did what you did, Jimmy, he's, like, five times better than you. So I think yeah. when he's when he was coming, getting when he getting close to the NFC title game, you know that was supposedly the time frame that he's going to be recovered and whatnot. Right. Um. So I'm thinking maybe Kyle Shanahan, since he is kind of an old head, he he is kind of an old head, an old head, old head coach, where it's yeah. like Jimmy, you are still not ready you're to contract. go? Bro? Or are you still you're kind under of contract?
0: You're under contract. You can't strap it up. Like everyone's hurt, man. What's going on? Yep. And so that that's why I feel like Kyle didn't understand the situation when he signed Josh Johnson to be the backup. To me, this indicated that the Niners were hoping and praying that Jimmy Garoppolo would come back and be the backup in big games if they got there. And like, that was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. And we kept hearing like, hey, you know, there's an outside chance that Jimmy could come back. Like wh- Who is saying this to reporters? Oh, probably the Niners. I'm guessing. It seemed like they were hoping and praying that Jimmy could would like do it for the team. Are you kidding? I I think we could have figured this out at the time that there is no incentive for Jimmy to come back and play because what happened last year was he got hurt and he was injured during free agency and he had no uh, earning power. No one wanted to pay him. And so now his number one goal is, since he knows he's going to be a free agent, is to be healthy during free agency. He wasn't going to jeopardize that for the 49ers who were kicking him to the curb so he could go in there and get injured like the other two quarterbacks did. That's why he was smiling. I'm thinking... It's like, man, you wanted me to go out there and get hurt? No, this is your problem. I'm not going to go out there and save you. You're on your own. I'm out. I think that's how I read it. And you know what? If I were Jimmy Garoppolo, I wouldn't have played either, man. You want me to go and play in this game? I'm not signed next year. There's no guaranteed money. All I can do is get hurt and cost myself money for you so you can kick me out and say, we got Brock Purdy. We don't need you anymore. Nah, man, you're on your own. Nah, sorry. Business decision. I just made it. You know what I'm going to say? My ankle hurts. It hurts. I can't. It's killing me. Good for Jimmy. Straight up. Best thing he ever did. For the, I, I love it. Kyle's <laughs> tripping on that. D- dreaming. Thinking Jimmy would do that. Hell no.
1: Well, I think report, poorly was like in a walking boot too, like during the week. So it's like there was no way he was going to force it. I, I do think it's number one. Like I said, it's Kyle like kind of like, like, dude, you're not not ready yet. Kind of, you can't want to force it. It's like, Kyle, yeah. man, I'm 70%. I'm 75%. I don't care. Get in there. So I'm thinking it's that. Yeah, like it's
0: an opportunity to go play in the NFC Championship game and get I'm to the Super Bowl. Like Jimmy's like
1: – Especially that this is getting leaked out now. that Where now it's like it's like probably Kyle thought about that. And then after the fact when the game's over, it's days later, he's probably thinking like, man, I'm so pissed that Jimmy could have played because I would have taken a 50%, 70% Jimmy than 100% Josh. So I'm pretty sure maybe – I'm thinking a lot more of or, this. Or,
0: or a 50% Jimmy over a 0% Brock. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, so – i'm thinking i'm thinking some of it I, i'm not ruling out that something some of this is also like hindsight because if i mean if, if they had one you know obviously nothing no one would have give a damn but i mean considering that you had to go through josh johnson who also got injured, and you had to go out with a quarterback who couldn't throw who literally could not physically throw and you're having a guy who you know is obviously in garoppolo who's not 100 percent. but you you think maybe it's possible he can go out there but look Shannon himself set himself up for this because when someone brought up – uh, one reporter brought up, like, weeks ago, a month ago about Jimmy coming back when, like, it seemed like things were starting to head towards the right directions. He's talking about, like – he reiterated, he's like, yeah, in, like, those eight to nine weeks, yeah, but that's, like, you know, recover, like out, like, out of the boot. That doesn't mean football shape. So it's, like, just because he'll be ready by then, like, in terms of, right. like, maybe health, there's still, like, to get out there to test the ankle to actually get back and stuff like that. So if Shanahan actually is pissed, whether it's the lead-up and or – after the fact, then it's like, it once again, and you set yourself up for this. This this is literally
0: what you expect. Like, yeah, again, it, it, it seemed like the Niners maybe were hoping that Jimmy Garoppolo's competitive spirit would, you know, like, hey, man, you got an opportunity to suit it okay. up in the yeah. NFC Championship game. How are you going to say no now. to that? Yeah, show me the contract. Why I, I'm not going on the field without guaranteed money next year. But I think the Niners were thinking that he would just, he, he couldn't resist the opportunity to get on the field and play. Like, I bet he can. I bet he will. And I bet you're deluding yourself. So the Niners had this really embarrassing second half, and now they're blaming it on him for not playing It's 60%. No, no, no. That was never going to happen. And you never should have expected it to happen. We had these conversations when you signed Josh Johnson and we're floating that Jimmy could come back. It's not going to happen. And with, what I think was the biggest travesty of this season is that Josh Johnson had to play at all. Josh Johnson is 37 years old. He had a great career as a backup. <clears throat> he never needed to be put in that situation. There were guys they could have gotten. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. And it's like... What Kyle decided was, I needed a guy who knows my system. Man, you had months, you had a couple months to teach a guy. What did Sean McVay do? He brought in Baker Mayfield, taught him the system in two days, beat the Raiders. It can be done. You there's get no the best get player.
1: Because they were number get, one on the waiver claim in the round. Whatever,
0: I'm just saying you get the best player, not the guy who knows your system the best. And there's right. no way that Josh Johnson was the best quarterback on the street. I'm sure there were other guys who were available, who had played in playoff games, who had a little bit more juice that could have given the Niners a better chance to win. But no, Kyle went with the guy who knows the system. That's his fault.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely team Jimmy on this one because it's like like even if you was even if he was actually just 70%, it's like no, Jimmy's like, do you fresh off a broken ankle?" It, it's like, "Don't get mad at the guy who wants to take it safe, the injury prone guy, arguably the most injury prone quarterback in NFL history should not want to come back early." And plus, even if he was even if it was 100%, I don't think the Niners are winning with Jimmy. You know, I I, I didn't even think they were going to win against the Cowboys because it was No, he be- would have got hurt anyway.
0: too. He would have got hurt too. It wasn't the quarterback's fault. It was everything else in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo did the right thing. If the Niners wanted him to play, give him an extension. I mean like br-
1: like, bring, bring him back. You know, looking yeah. his, which you know, it's rightfully so. Your player, you're a player kinda of pissed. It's like we didn't even get a chance. Stuff like that. But I mean I mean, hey, this is you know, this this is this is what it is now, man. No one's gonna feel sorry for you in the future.
0: Yeah, get mad at Kyle for signing Josh Johnson and not being a little more ambitious, dude. It's not oh, about who knows it, bro, your bro. system. It's about who gives you the best chips to win. And if your disciple, Sean McVay, can get Baker Mayfield ready in two days, you could have got Cam Newton ready in two months. It was two months. When well, my voice goes up an active octave, you know I'm pissed. It was two months! Like that, with my face. Sorry. Ray-Ban says, remember what Martellus Bennett said, can't win with a at quarterback. See? This is kind of this does kind of give credence, but I'm not again I'm not blaming Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, but Kyle like you should have known he's made business decisions before according to teammates, you should have seen this one coming I could have, Jose saw it. <laughs> Giovanni Estrada says would it hurt Jimmy's pay in the offseason if they got eliminated under his name or if the soup uh, in the Super Bowl? Um, it would hurt his pay if he got hurt.
1: And looked poorly.
0: Yeah, was that, that a lot
1: more for him to risk than to than to reward. Even if they advance, because either way, you know it's like I I, I was shorting. Even if he doesn't get hurt, I'm shorting any possibility he's looking close to what he did in those seven games.
0: No, oh, so he comes back, plays
1: bad, loses. That's the last taste. In does anyone this- forget how he looked like in the Denver game? What was the excuse? Oh, Rust! Oh, Rust! He rust. was over there. He's over there practicing in front of me and you, Grand Training Camp, ten feet away by himself, and freaking. <laughs> you expect him to come out there and just play like, oh, here comes Jimmy to save the day. Like, no, like, no, we all know he's been an in rhythm guy.
0: Jimmy G's agent would have been negligent if he let Jimmy play. Yeah. So if the Niners really thought he would, like what, where, what universe are they living in? Like, How do they, how did this surprise them? If this is, if this is what happened, uh, Cabarrojo says, what was the thing that came out about Jimmy Garoppolo? Not playing hurt. Injured is different from the Patriots locker room. Doesn't this, Hurt his free agency stock by re- reiterating the same knock. Um, this is different. If I were, if I were the Raiders, if I was already interested, like the Raiders, Josh McDaniel, I'd be like, I'd be like, I would have texted him the week before, be like, don't you dare play in this freaking game! <laughs> don't you dare play! I w- I'm gonna sign you. You're gonna be my starter next year. You just gotta not play and get hurt in this game. Is that a deal? Yes. That's what I'll say. I'm sorry, kid. So- hey, do you think Jimmy goes to the Raiders next year? Real quick. Sorry, my stuff so, so, He's bouncing. I,
1: honestly, if I'm the Raiders, I'm looking at Jacoby Brissett instead
0: ha <laughs> that's actually fair man that's pretty good that
1: jared stidham rookie quarterback
0: it's gonna be jimmy though
1: i that would be a fat downgrade as much as i like to slander Derek carr i'd be a fat downgrade it's just because he, he never gets hurt. he's always hurt you can go from a guy who's never hurt to a guy who's always hurt like, come on How's i was like bot- with davante adams imagine that that's i bet you a bottle terrible. of
0: tequila i bet you a bottle of tequila that he's going to the Raiders.
1: no because i actually could see that and that's good that's literally part of that's one of the five teams i see him all right, fair I'll enough, bet you something else when we get to our Super Bowl predictions, All right, though. Fair
0: enough, fair enough. Uh, voice Ad Agency says, that. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was smirking because Kyle is getting exposed about not protecting quarterbacks. I wonder if Jimmy Garoppolo was rubbing off on Trey Lance. Surprised on Lynch comments. Yeah, man. That smirk on the sideline while the Niners were getting, like, pummeled and embarrassed because they couldn't compete was, I mean, I mean, I'll, we'll never forget that. that. That is one of the most iconic Jimmy Garoppolo moments in the history of the Jimmy Garoppolo era. I think... At first, I
1: was like, you know, he's just smiling. Who cares? And it's like, dude, he's done this before. But, you know, when it's – that wasn't a regular season game before. This is like no. – as someone who's – anyone who's been like an athlete in any team sports, like you're losing, especially in a high-stakes game like that, just season on the line. You see a team – I remember all teammates. You see anyone smiling or laughing or just cheerful. Teammates teammates to go up to me and be like, shut the – like, dude, yeah. just get in their face and get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like – It's that kind of lose- culture. And he wasn't kind of just
0: smiling. Even- he was Man. grinning.
1: I'm pretty sure he was laughing.
0: He was, was like, laughing. yeah, he 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 was." there was glee in that smile. I don't know. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo, I got no problem with you. Good luck on the Raiders next year or wherever you go. Um, Houston? No, it's going to be really interesting, the breakup between him and Kyle, because you know they're both rooting against each other so hard. They're both saying, man, you were nothing without me. So we shall see who is right <laughs> oh, about yeah. that. It's film. possible that they're both mirror images of each other. That Kyle is the Jimmy Garoppolo of coaches and Jimmy is the Kyle Shanahan of quarterbacks. It's possible. That's how life is sometimes. Let's move on. Brandon, the Niners have a big decision to make with Brandon Ayuk. They got to decide whether to give him his fifth year option, whether to pick it up. And of course, hell of a player, but it's expensive. $14.1 million. Uh, do you think, not is he worth it? I think he probably is. Yeah, right. or, but will the Niners shell out the money for him? What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's that, that's the only way. That's it's gonna really be the the balance of being right. It's like looking at the salary cap for what would it be twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, 2024. 2020. Like, all right, how's Kittle's cap's gonna hit? Four. That's true. Armstead still on the board by then? I don't think. You, or I think. You oh are, yeah, right?
0: absolutely. Let, let me pull that up. Okay. 49ers salary cap. Yeah, yeah I can you get that. Bosa's
1: contract hitting. Uh, I think Trent Williams last year is that year. Uh, Bosa, Fred. Real Warner. quick,
0: let me give you that. Let me give you that. These are the cap hits so far for uh, for twenty twenty four. Trent Williams, twenty-eight million. Eric Armstead, twenty-five point eight million.
1: That's gonna. Fred Warner,
0: up. Fred Warner, twenty-two million. George Kittle, nineteen million. Uh, and Traverius Ward, fifteen. I guess Debo's kicks in the year after. So that's four players over nineteen million. And then you're adding uh, Brandon Ayuk would be at fourteen. He would make him the what f- sixth highest paid player on the team, right above Christian McCaffrey. Well. I guess, it's, I guess it's what you got to pay for a good wide receiver, huh?
1: I mean, it is because usually if you want to actually extend someone to a long-term contract, whether it's three years, four years, five years, it's always like the, the, the starting point is always going to be like the $20, 20 million mark. So a little bit you're kind of getting him at a discount on a one-year. Eh, but it is one year, but whatever. It's kind of a discount, and – Look, I'd say I think they're gonna pick him up because number one, they're not gonna have a quarterback. I I still don't think they're gonna have a quarterback that's gonna siphon up much of the cap space, so they have that leeway. I know the cap space right now isn't like, you know, isn't like very roomy, but I think by then, you know, you're probably gonna have like a couple of contracts that are pushed forward. Like, I think Eric Armstead is gonna definitely get rolled over, or maybe even Christian McCaffrey gets a rework. There's gonna be something that does that, and plus, I wouldn't rule out a trade on one of those depreciating players. Like, are any of uh, who's Who's to say, like, all these guys are still going to be at a high level, like a George Kittle and stuff like that?
0: That's true. Or, That's true. Also, but you got to remember, Bosa's probably in 2024, Bosa's going to be making a lot of money. A lot of, at least 17, 18 million. I don't know if it'll kick into the highest yet, but I mean. I was going to say, it might not kick
1: lot. in at 2024 yet, knowing the way the Niners. But
0: 2023 is going to be his fifth year option year. So he's going to be making at least 17 million next year. Right. So he's, he's gonna not going to go down after that. But yeah, it's, it's, so he's going to be up there too. Yeah. Still, I think, man, they gotta bring back Ayuk. They drafted Ayuk. They traded up for Ayuk. I mean, they've been tough on Ayuk. He's responded in every single way. He's gotten better you know, they,
1: every every year. He has. I mean, you might you might argue 2020 versus 2021, you know, but it's like okay, but that's more of like work ethic and mentality. And eventually, he really picked it up. Ultimately, there was some polished, some polish and a level up he took each and every year, and that's that's always positive. It's like wow, we got a guy who's. Who, whose arrow is pointing up and it stayed that way every freaking season.
0: We want that. I got a quiz for you. How old is Brandon Ayuk? 23. 24. He turns 25 in uh, in a month. He's the youngest of the Niners' weapons. You know, like, if they let him go so they can hold on to Kittle, no offense, Kittle, great career. Uh, Niners Hall of Famer. But, dude, he's 30 this year. You got to hold on. He's five years younger than George Kittle. You gotta hold on to Brandon Ayuk. He plays a premium position. 31
1: by the time his fifth year hits in.
0: There's no replacement for him either. You got if you get rid of Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver room is Debo, who's half running back. And on the downside of his career, I don't know. You tell me, Debo. And then what else? You got gadget guy, slot receiver, I mean Danny Gray. You get you gotta bring back Brandon Ayuk. Have to. I
1: think the only I think the only thought of not picking it up. Or even let's, or even take it further, if you do pick it up and they don't extend them, is that you know wide receiver could be as actually kind of replaceable if you know what you're looking for. If you don't mess if it you, up, yeah, I mean, you could draft it if you have you draft know, picks. I mean, uh, then if you want to argue uh, the Niners trustworthy in that, okay, sure, because you know they've only really hit on a few of them with Juwan Jennings, who was just a flyer at the end of the draft. And then Debo, and then Ayuk. Debo
0: and Ayuk, yeah. I mean, it's, they've yeah. gotten better after missing on. Um, but they
1: drafted like, but they've, but they've, they've invested. Other than defense, it's defensive line and wide receiver. Those are the top two most invested positions since Kyle Shannon and John Lynch took over. And of all the two, I'm pretty sure wide receiver has been the hit, the most hit or miss. I mean, excuse me, the most missed that's on. So it's true. almost like you know, are you sure you guys know what you're looking at here? Sometimes, but. I digress. So I think that's something that you really, that, that's another avenue that's to really consider there. It's like, all right, you know, the value of a retaining versus replacing. Do we have the trust in? Will we have the picks? You know, what year, what, you know, what level of our picks going to be? Is it going to be another like bottom, like bottom six? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be thinking that way. They might end up trading for those picks again down the line.
0: Also, it's like you're going to be spending what, $24 million a year on Debo yeah. Samuel pretty soon. And then if you picked up this, uh, this extension, pick up this option and extend you Now you're going to be spending another 20-something million on him uh, on a team that's supposed to be a run-first team and a team that just got whooped in the trenches. So do you really want to spend $45, $50 million a season on wide receivers or do you need a better right tackle to go along with Trent? Do you need a right side of your offensive line? It's a tough one. I mean, I'm in favor of bringing back Brandon Ayuk, but they just got whooped in the trenches a week ago and they're in denial about it a little bit, but at the same time, their wide receiver room is better than their offensive line. It just is. So, I don't, they got to make these decisions. If, with $14 million, they could get maybe an upgrade for Mike McGlinchey, maybe. I don't know. McGlinchy's going to get about that much. But, anyway. But they're to think
1: still going to have to look at the draft, though, because you already have so many holes on that offensive line with center and right tackle. Like, literally, little physical holes. There's no one signed that they can start there right now. And, like, B, and B will be like, okay, week one, we're okay. Like, no, that's not going to happen. They're going to
0: figure how that many, out. How many wide receivers can a team – afford I mean how many teams yeah. have two wide receivers making more than 20 million dollars I mean how the, many the teams
1: Niners. I almost said the Niners how stupid
0: the Bengals are about to let
1: Tee Higgins go probably or saying Ch- I
0: think you can only have one I don't know of another team that's spending 50 million dollars a year between two wide receivers like the Eagles have two but one's on a rookie contract the other one's AJ Brown I don't know man and honestly if you're picking between the two I'd rather have I-Uk. But Debo has this crazy contract. I don't think that you can move Debo. If you tried to, he would come with dead cap. I don't know. This is gonna be interesting, man. you I'm not sure if they're gonna keep him long term. This is we'll why I think it's
1: good. It's good that yeah. um, at least it's a fifth year option. So yeah. it's like, you know what? Now it's Gives really. I think Ayuk might be someone who there might be a chance where even if they do pick it up, that they don't probably engage too much in extensions this time next year. I think, like, going – you know how they always do the little late training camp, whatever, like, thing, like, they always do with their fifth-year guys? Yeah. Uh, Barring what he does this upcoming year, I'd be be wondering if they just don't wait until his contract passes and then they try to figure out or do something. But I think – like, to me, I think he's a no-brainer to pick up and even really heavily consider extending because – I don't think people realize. Like, look, I get we all expected him to break out this year, but he did it with three different quarterbacks. True. He did it with three different quarterbacks, even two. Okay, fine, two. If you don't want to consider Lance, even though and he he's been and he's been
0: dealing with different quarterbacks every season of his career. That's
1: dude. wild, man. It's yeah. like you know that that says something for a quarterback who, who, especially who was so entrenched with synchronization with Lance. Because look, who was he? Who was he really destroying everyone in training camp with? It was Lance. He wasn't really yeah. practicing with Purdy, and no, as much as, as you know, he's played all. with Jimmy over the years. Look, twenty twenty, he didn't really play with him. 2021, sure, but, you know, there was always, like, some a little bit of aggressive undertones from him, a little yeah, bit of expectations, yeah. but, yeah. At, you know, 2022, it's almost like he sucked it up and just did it with him, and, you know, he probably played better with Jimmy than he did with Brock, but still, he played with Brock, and he still played well, even though he wasn't getting the numbers, and he, he still excelled. Overall, he was still an impact player, even though it was only, like, a couple catches a game with him.
0: And then, and if the Niners let IU go, uh, there's a significant chance that he has his best year somewhere else, because he's still young. And I don't think the Niners have taken advantage of his full skill set yet because he's oh, only he goes, played like do three games with Lance. Imagine if he went to the Chiefs or some to some <laughs> team or, or, or the Chargers or the freaking Bills. Like any team with a quarterback who could throw it down the field, he's gonna look better. So yeah, I think his, his best days are still to come as opposed to the other wide oh, receiver, yeah. number nineteen on this team, who may be on a slow fade, depending on whatever his body's gonna be like next year. We shall see. Debo, I'm, I'm trying to bring the best out of you, man. Yeah. Prove me wrong, buddy. Do I mean, it. I don't think, dude, I was really thinking about Debo Samuel
1: too, like all week. I'm like, it really wasn't a good season. What did he do? I was trying to think of like, like the actual highlights, not just games. Highlights. I, uh, right. Okay. Rams. We know he had that one Rams. play and then probably other couple.
0: The Seahawks those, huh? game. The first the 52 yard run against the Seahawks week two. Right? So Seahawks, early in the season.
1: Was, that one was sweet as hell.
0: Uh-huh. Um, okay. He had to play against the uh, the Seahawks in the playoffs. Right, where he caught the ball and he turned up field and scored a touchdown. Right, right, oh, it was at okay. Kittle. Right no, that was Debo. Off, right? That's three. It's
1: three. Um, didn't he have kind of a nice one in the Chargers game? No, nothing nothing crazy, but it was kind of nice. I think it was like a 20-plus yarder maybe. I don't remember. Maybe.
0: I, I Let's give him that. I don't remember it, though. I remember I three big make plays make from him this year. Because
1: I'm, it's two L.A. teams on primetime that I'm thinking of.
0: Meanwhile, you had Brandon Ayuk and, and Christian McCaffrey putting out highlight memorable plays every week. He just, Any I yards. really want to know how many catches he actually
1: had that were
0: like air yard throws
1: past five or eight yards.
0: That's I a great call. He, All of a sudden, his route tree was like,
1: I a bet bush. you, I, I'd be willing to bet you oh, over under 15 catches, he had over, uh, eight yards. Eight I'd like yards, to know. Yeah, yards. can someone find that out for
0: us? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to do research. I would say it's
1: 12 on. or 13.
0: Uh, J, J. Mark Garza. Eight eight okay. All right. Will the, will the mismanagement of the quarterback ever end in San Francisco? Man, it's feel like it's been going on for decades. Ever since they ran Jeff Garcia out of town prematurely, the Niners have been really messing it up. They drafted Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. That was bad. Uh, They gave Colin Kaepernick a ton of money too fast. He didn't really come through. They gave Jimmy Garoppolo a ton of money too fast. He didn't really come through. Every quarterback gets hurt. Meanwhile, D'Amico's going to go to Houston. He gets the same kind of treatment that Kyle got. Blank slate, six-year contract. Uh build the team in your vision. He's probably gonna take Bryce Young. He's not gonna mess it up and miss the quarterback. I don't think they are. Don't you don't think, think so? They are
1: because I watched the presser and he said and they asked him about that and he's like, Yeah, that's great and all, but honestly, like and he mentioned he mentioned coming from San Francisco, it's proven you don't need like those elite guys or he said something about like maybe not in those terms, but pretty much like we don't need we'd rather just build the foundation first and bring a veteran guy here just to manage to win. So I'm thinking that's all I was like, are you guys going for after Jimmy? Because you probably going to
0: Brian Hoyer. That's yeah, why he wants
1: slow, Slowick and all these guys. So he's like, I want I want, he pretty much wants the same Shanahan offense while he keeps his, while he does his own thing on defense. He's like, he wants, he wants an offense that can run the ball at the quarterback who's fine.
0: If he doesn't draft Bryce Young, I don't
1: think they're going to oh draft Bryce Young.
0: Which all is right. Crazy. All right, buddy. You, hey, good luck with that. Because, I mean, just again, just, all just you got to do offense. is get the quarterback right. If you get the quarterback right, you're good. Look at Robert Sala, man. He's built a hell of a team. On the jets but they have they're nowhere at quarterback and so you're thinking man is this his last right. year there is he gonna make it through this year because like unless i mean i mean it's all about zach wilson at this point unless unless he gets aaron Rodgers or something so that's D'Amico, why i brought
1: hackett it was pretty much just the bait and the bait and switch with the freaking over the, there the, the, the fishing they put oh them on the end of the uh, end of the fish hooks
0: Daniel so D'Amico, d'amico's gonna <laughs> sign jimmy and he's going he's gonna to win 11 games this year with Jimmy, and, and Kyle's going to win six, and Jimmy and D'Amico are just going to be like, ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. ha. Yeah, I got to go back to that that press conference and see exactly what he said. But he pretty much was like, hey, don't expect us to totally, you know, draft a quarterback. And it almost sounded like trading down was, like, appealing too, like trading down, going for a veteran and stuff like that. So, I mean. Okay.
0: All right, D'Amico. Good luck. I hope that works. Uh, hey, interesting strategy. Let's see how that plays out. Just sign Brian Hoyer. Uh... Uh, Joey Mellon says, I'm pissed. I'm royally pissed. Royally. How do they write off quarterback injuries to coincidence when half the team was injured beginning of the season in all of 2020? Royally pissed. Joey Mellon. I don't understand that either. Their whole attitude with injuries is sometimes it's a coincidence. Sometimes it's the player's fault. It's never their fault.
1: That's I what I said that. last week. It was like it was like, look, if this all happened in just one year, this is isolated incident for this season. I would, I think we would all chalk it up to bad luck. But it's been happening for five years now.
0: For five years. Five years.
1: Five years. Five years. Five. Five, Wait, five years. I used to think when people said royally pissed, it was like a weird way to say really pissed. Is it actually royally? How does anyone royally. know what royal pissed means? No one's royal <laughs> here.
0: Did you used people? to watch uh, Key and Peele? The Black Republican Convention that. where they would go, like, right, I pissed. I'm royally pissed. It's like something that very few people actually say royally. It's. it's but a I've very been hearing
1: that all my life. And it's conservative like, thing to say. I'm royally pissed. royally pissed. Does that mean like you have like a crown in your head and you want to like hit your scepter down or something? I'm like, it's
0: just something a dad would say. I'm royally pissed. It's something that someone who like tucks their t-shirt into their jeans would say. You know what I'm saying? That no, it's person.
1: someone who tucks their shirt into their underwear would say.
0: <laughs> Josh Wyatt says this offseason is dystopic. The JH money is spent. The quarterback situation is worse than ever. Who's JH?
1: Who's I was gonna say who's JH? Jim Harbaugh. Maybe. The quarterback situation is
0: worse than ever, and they won't be adding anyone in their O line or secondary. I See, think that's you have,
1: what I think I might have mistyped and said JG because since H's right next to G.
0: Possible. Um, I'm thinking that they let McGlinchey go and replace him with mckivitz they let mosley go and replace him with lenore and be like you know what these guys are just as good for just as for a lot cheaper and maybe but that's a little scary that they could be downgrading at two positions
1: i think mosley's coming back because i mean who's really going to offer him that much man i think so, i saw someone tweet saying like SpotChack has this guy at like 14 million i'm like whoa I'm Robin I'm Tornes, you, yeah. okay i know
0: i know i know but he's really good and he's a corner
1: he was but then again that was only three games and he, that, even though it was the that's best true. three to four games of his like career as much as he's and speaking of a guy at trajectory like brandon that guy's been better every year but yeah it's like off the 20 acl like come on man who's gonna
0: only takes one so give him that only takes one it could be the houston texans yeah could be yeah, opposite we'll of Derek stingley jason lutz says do you see any surprise trades to clear cap space no how many i, I you'd have to look really a lot of times if you look at hey, can they trade eric armstead right now if they traded him before june one it would just they wouldn't create any cap space it would just be a bunch of dead cap it's yeah, not easy post-gene. yeah and if you do it post year one then it's you get dead cap spread out over two years and it's like effects it's not easy it, it, so people are like oh it's okay eric armstead is making 24 million this year you could just uh, extend them and restructure you want to extend eric armstead at 30 years old are you sure coming off nine n- nine games zero sacks
1: they end up like saints how they are yeah
0: right now. you can't there's not a you got to be selective with who you give a ton of money to plus i think um, he already
1: has like a couple dead years at the end of uh this thing anyway doesn't it go all the way to like 26 or something
0: and meant Jimmy Garoppolo cap space we were expecting to roll over yes yes I yeah that being said at least the Niners are only only have to worry about um the Eagles who I think are going to get worse too I don't really see anyone else in the NFC emerging yeah because Hurts probably is going to be due right J. Mark Garza says, I'm afraid past contract extension mistakes. Armstead, Debo, etc., cetera, cause uh, Niners to let IU go. No money left. Scary. Scary. Scary.
1: To me, Ward's contract coming off, too, is going to look better.
0: That's true. Tavarius yeah, says, back. looks like Lance is out of the boot. Also, will you try to get interview with Kyle Lynch or Lance during the offseason?
1: Sure. I'm sure Kyle will love to interview with you.
0: Sure. Voice ad agency says Purdy getting Tommy John is best uh, scenario for Kyle. Purdy's out for a year, and you're forced to see what Trey Lance has. Purdy coming back splits the locker room. Um, I don't know how much support Trey Lance has in the locker room right now, unfortunately, for him.
1: I think – I was about to say, I, whether he comes back or not, he could be out for the year. It's still going to be a split locker room because if you, <clears> Trey Lance does have a bad stretch, which is going to happen inevitably, there's, all you're going to hear is a bunch of little rumors just like, you know what? We should have get on for something. It's like, oh, here we go again, dude. Rather than just like, you know, trying to do your best to salvage the situation, you're over here turning like a little, like, you know, like a little brat. Also,
0: if Purdy misses the year, does Kyle tank?
1: No, I don't see him tanking. I mean, I think he he'd interest. get another
0: excuse. They wouldn't fire him. Oh, you didn't have a quarterback. Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess if he has Chay Lance, he's not tanking, but I don't trust Kyle. He has way too much. He doesn't get the, if
1: Purdy doesn't come back, he doesn't get that excuse, though, so I don't give, I don't give a damn.
0: Sure. Sher sure. Pagney says, if you watch the footage of Jimmy smiling, Trey said something to him. Trey probably said you made the right decision not playing. Jimmy was healthy. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Trey was saying something to him, I think.
0: You know, maybe maybe Trey and Jimmy both may, maybe the longer you stay in that organization, the more you get salty towards Kyle Shanahan and in the front office. I don't know. Maybe Brock Purdy's over there right there with Jimmy and, and Trey right now being like, Man, I see what you guys mean. This is crap. I mean, <laughs> look at me, man. Look what they did to me. Like, yeah, man, they, that's what happens playing caption, quarterback for this team. Caption
1: was Trey <laughs> caption traded Jimmy's like, did they really try using Croft on uh on a Hassan I'd love He's laughing.
0: Isaac says went to Benny Hanna yesterday and Cook told me Debo doesn't tip. That's rude. <laughs> Debo's got a bad reputation at Benny Hanna. Damn, dude. That's so funny, man. People talk about Debo like that. I have to say, anyone that's ever. I've had, I've had a lot of people be like, hey, I met Debo. And you're like, I'm like, really? How's that? And they're like, he's kind of a jerk. I don't know. I was like, okay. Well, I don't know. I only see him in the locker room. But that's what I hear from Debo. People ex- experience with Debo.
1: I mean, does anyone. But I don't know.
0: That's just hearsay. My- that was always
1: my take. Even even in the last time I was in that locker room in twenty nineteen, was like you know he's kind of a he's like but yeah. he, he's like he's just socially awkward though and he he yeah. doesn't want to like in in it, which is like you know I don't blame him but that's what that's why I remember last year was like notice how he's like really speaking a lot more now because it was a contract year it's like yeah show yeah. me the goddamn money guys
0: how much did he speak this year
1: dude honestly I I think he spoke no more than twice. I never saw him. He didn't bring him up once. once No. He's like, don't bring me up there. I'm Gucci. I'm glad. I bet you he was so happy Christian McCaffrey was there because then he took his spot.
0: Yeah, you talk, Christian. But he also took his touches and his spot and his – in the pecking order. He
1: was better. He was better.
0: All of a sudden, all those billboards of Debo Samuel's face all over Levi's, Christian McCaffrey. Sorry.
1: Cheaper and better.
0: Yeah. yeah. Funny
1: because I remember when we had our Debo conversation multiple times we did in the offseason last year was – I was always talking about like, I'm thinking the contract he's looking for, what the Niners are going to push for is the top end running back, which is Christian McCaffrey and like a, like a middle of the receivers getting paid now. And I thought they were going to like find that member, that median point, that middle point. And it's funny how they have them both now <laughs> that they get to see the side-by-side comparison.
0: Let me tell Debo how to do this, all right? So when you go out to a restaurant, Debo, you're expected to tip for the service because there's people, you know, bringing you stuff, food. They're, they're working and you're supposed to pay them. So what you do is, you look at the receipt. <clears throat> Go to the subtotal. I some people just tip on I like to tip on the subtotal because tipping on the tax that varies tax from state to state. So look tax. at the subtotal, Exjecting then you just injury. you just take the de- the decimal, you move it over one to the left. That's 10%. Double it, that's 20%. That's the tip. And if they're really good, give them 25%. They'll love you. And you know what? You can afford it. That's what I would recommend. You could even t- tip on the, on the total, not the subtotal, because you're so rich. They would appreciate it. And they'll say, hey, Debo, that's a guy's swell. He's a swell guy. That's what they'll say about you. But that's not what they're okay. saying
1: now. It's all joking that restaurants across the state and country, I don't know about the country. Actually, yeah, state and country, like, they use, like, the restaurant, they use tips to help fill in their employees' wages instead of just actually, you know, paying them a competent wage. So shady. Dude. Yeah.
0: You know what gets me sometimes? You go to different states, um, and they'll be like, tip is included, but you can give an additional tip. So sometimes I'm starting to give it 20%, but they've already got the 20%. And I'm like, whoa, you almost got me. You almost got a 40% tip there, which, you know. Yeah, I'm hey, not hey, that. I'm like, I'm
1: not made of money. Additional <laughs> like, tip? No
0: what are you talking money. about additional tip? You already took the tip. Anyway. He said no. Uh, you got it. You Especially at Benihana, there's a whole production that they put on. You know what I'm saying? They got like, the, have you ever been to Benihana? It's fine. I've only been there once. Do they, do they do like the, uh, the, like the grilled onion the volcano? onion volcano.
1: Yo, man. That's bro. so
0: much fun.
1: And then they do like the crazy juggling with the rice. And it's like, how did he not drop a single grain?
0: <laughs> and then always someone's always like, so how long you been doing this? And he's like, oh, I just started this week. And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. Funny. See, because they make jokes too. You got to tip them, man. They're, they're hilarious. I
1: think the reason why I hate it is because you got to sit next to like eight other people. And I'm like, oh, i That's yeah, true.
0: Oh. It's true. But there is something about like young celebrities that like, hey, we gotta go out to the nicest restaurant possible. Benihana. Why Benihana? Like Mac Dre used to always boast about going to Benihana in his songs. It's like Benihana? Really? Garlic butter why? butter, great gas,
1: that's why.
0: It is My good. God,
1: dude.
0: So I always think of like Benihana being like the place you go in like Hawaii. You know what I mean? You're at a resort, you're in Hawaii. Okay, you've never been Benihana. to Hawaii, thinking about Benihana. Maybe not. Like where's the closest Benihana around here? Where is the Benny Hanna? Is there one every mean, in every? By year. you? Okay. All right. I right, don't know. Right, if, right. I don't, I don't know me and you. Went. Let's 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 bet the Super Bowl a, a, a dinner at Benny Hanna. You gotta take me out. No, it's kind of strange. No, I
1: don't want to go to Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> you, be a you got a tip better.
0: too. All right. Let's talk about the newest member of the 49ers, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator. He's been a head coach. He's older than Kyle. He's ten years older <laughs> than Kyle Shanahan, and he's been around. What are the expectations for Steve? What are your expectations for Steve?
1: uh i think the defense is gonna see a drop off even though i did advocate which remember last week i said that i was like i think i think i like him better but a, a little bit of bias I'm, I, i've always feel like steve wilkes gets a short of a stick and i want to finally see him in a situation where presents a, a thriving opportunity which i wouldn't you know i'm not gonna bet against i think he will thrive but i just don't see he's not gonna sustain that same level that D'Amico ryan's did because D'Amico ryan's is easily like phenomenal Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking maybe more so we'll see him at the most be like a Robert Salah type, which is not a bad deal at all at the most. Um, I think we're going to see almost like a, something similar, like the 2020 in terms of the coverage. Cause honestly, the secondary is pretty good. You know, you got your various Ward and the De- 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 Lenore. And then if you do get Emmanuel Mosley back, even better. Um, I think at that point, you just got to figure out who's opposite of Funga. Um So I think, I think we're going to see like a, a nice improvement in the secondary where all those big gainers are probably cut in half, if not lessened. I just wonder what he's going to do with, like, in terms of his creativity of how he masks the defense and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, you know, Steve Wilkes' expectation on him is like very high. He's under immense pressure, like mm-hmm. immense pressure, because what have we seen? What, what's been this main strength of the Niners since their first playoff run, twenty nineteen? The defense. The defense, right? There's no way – you're always thinking of it. 2019, 2020 blanket covers, 2021. The only reason why they stayed alive to the end of the game of a week 17 or 18 was because the defense gave them a chance in all those games. And even last year, now all of a sudden, you have a guy, an outside source, who is – you know, you're hoping keeps everything similar and isn't too much of a drop-off to the point where it allows the offense to get all those slow starts, a margin for errors available for those four – first four to eight games that's pretty much been the case every year the offense starts slow we don't know what they are until like by mid-season late season and that's because of the defense and both playoffs and regular season you get a drop off that makes that can cost you a few more games and all of a sudden it's like okay now this team has to turn more offensive identical which kind of should be in the first place considering your head coach is on that side of the ball but Mm -hmm. i think that's where the total immense pressure falls on him and if they see a drop off and it comes to the point where like they're not even a top 10 defense I can already see the pitchforks coming for him and, like, getting yelled at for his job.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think there's too much talent on this defense. Exactly.
1: I think I – I'm yeah. not betting that for sure.
0: Because I, I don't think there was that much that D'Amico was doing. No offense to D'Amico. Good coach. But schematically, I don't think there was that much he was doing. So what I'd like to see with Wilkes, I'd like to see him improve on what D'Amico was doing. is very good, but especially with the run defense and coverage. Those two – I mean, zone coverage. Let's say zone coverage and the run defense. But – Pass rush. Like, the Niners' pass rush is mediocre. And maybe that's personnel, but if you don't have... It is. But if you don't have, like, the, the, the great four-man pass rush that Salah had a few years ago or that the Eagles have now, I'd like to see some schematic pressures that you that you can bring to the table. Salah did that without Bosa for a season. I'd like to see Wilkes generate some pressure of his own. Because there'd be games where D'Amico wasn't getting pressure with, with four, and he would just kind of accept it. And he'd have a couple blitzes with Talanoa, but... <clears throat> I'd like to see some more creativity there. And also, I'd like to see him stop giving up the big explosive plays. Like, that was the one thing with D'Amico. <laughs> stop. You, you, the pass rush is too good. Why are you giving up these throws over the top? I'd like to see Steve Wilkes uh, change that. And then the last thing I'd like to see with Wilkes is that as a as – a, just as a leader. Dude, you've been a head coach on multiple teams. You're older than Kyle. When he does his crazy stuff that he does – where he tries to, you know, call a seven-step drop and block Hassan Reddick with freaking his backup tight end. Can you be the one who steps up in the meeting that week and says, Kyle, no, no. If I were the coach on the other team, I'd be begging you to do this. I I am the coordinator of common sense, and I say no, Kyle, because I don't think there's one person on this team that has the confidence to say no to Kyle. Steve, will you do it, please? Please. They need you to do it. They're dying for you. Kyle wants you to do it deep down inside. Even if he gets mad, he wants you to do it. He wants you to do it. Do it.
1: I'm, I'm sure that the outside guy is going to say something. Can you imagine <laughs> how many times Anthony Lynn actually said something to him? I mean, it's like two of them. Yeah, he's a head I coach, coach too, that. man. Put him in I check, Anthony. Daniel barely said anything. Oh, you know, maybe McDaniel I'd give. I think probably said more. Um, but it's like you're, there's no way in hell you're Anthony Lynn and Steve Bush you're going to say anything of that. So I mean, That's your boss. Be, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, your Yeah, boss. Like, you yeah, you know, what I, mean? I don't think he's going to be. He's not going to listen to Jack. So at least on the defense, you know. Your Wilks, you. De- I think. I think the one thing is especially about him is you have to be open minded and willing to listen and adjust, especially. Yes. Which I would assume is part of the reason why he's got that job and not pick Fangio, where Fangio probably was like, "I'm going to run it this way. I want to do it this way." And maybe would have even came at the cost of using a, a as a position coach like a Christian Serik was like, "Where does this come from? Like, what, he's on the way out. Like, what? What? Is it because of Fangio? So I'm pretty sure like." Knowing him, it's like, oh, Fangio wants to change all this stuff. And it's like as great as the defensive coach he is, it's like it's too much moving pieces, which is like, all right, right. Well, that's why I think I already ruled him out before, like days before. Like last week, I thought he was pretty much done even before that report. Um Well, again, like Wilkes, it's not going to be too much. They kept everyone in place. So I think that's going to be a caseric deal with like how he wants to deal with the stunts. And then it's, I think it's going to be a lot of like whisper in this Wilkes ear of trying to help him. So since he has all these coaches already, has all that talent. So, I think, yeah, I think it would take a lot for him to fail. Like, he would either have to be deliberately sabotaging or just completely out of his mind, which, I, I you know, I'd be hard-pressed to say he would be. I know his resume doesn't really look great. But, I mean, if, if someone wants to bring up his past, it's like, come on, dude. You're going to compare this the Cleveland Browns in 2019, which he did have a top-10 pass defense in 20 yards. You want to compare the Panthers and all like that, the Missouri defense, whatever, it's, it's not even comparable. Like, it's not. It's really not.
0: Yeah, and one thing with Kyle to me that's interesting is his best year still was in Atlanta as a coordinator. And what's interesting about the setup they had in Atlanta was the head coach was not his dad or a family friend in Gary Kubiak. It was Dan Quinn, who is a defensive coach. And I feel like there probably was some checks and balances there, at least for a time. Where Kyle could say, "This is what I want to do this week," and Dan would be like, "I like this. I like this. I like this. This is insane, Kyle. If you did this against me as a defensive coach, I would feast. I would want you to do this." I, he needs some. I'm guessing until maybe the the Super Bowl when Dan Quinn just went silent and Kyle Shanahan lose the thing. He needs someone to set to stand up and be like, "Kyle, I'm the def- I'm the senior defensive coach here, and I, this is insane. This one thing, I, you can't do it." Someone needs to say that to him. I feel like Dan Quinn did in Atlanta, and no one does here. And that's to his detriment. So, I don't know. Maybe he trusts Steve Wilkes. Maybe if maybe he brought in Steve Wilkes to challenge him, in which case that is maturation. Because a good coach, a good leader wants to be challenged. That way he feels like if he, you know, he can hear every perspective from people he trusts. And if he makes a decision, he's thought about it from every perspective. That's what you want. Anyway, if that honest.
1: was the case, wouldn't he have hired Fangio then? Maybe. Because Fangio's maybe. like more like stern.
0: Yes. Fangio I think he would did have that it. yeah
1: I think the reason why he bought Wilkes is other than just because like I don't want to change my defense is because also like at least I know Wilkes is just not going to like do too much and like you know
0: right. I don't want to be v- Yeah, Wilkes is happy to Wilkes, Wilkes is happy to be to here. That.
1: That, that's, that's not the right phrase. But like he, yeah. you know be outspoken like that or be He probably deadly. has less
0: less standing and gravitas than Fangio.
1: Not like a yes, man, but, you know, versus Fangio, it's like Fangio's like old – he's more old school. He's would have been like, we're changing this, we're changing that. And it's like, whoa, 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 this is my ship, Vic. And even though I don't run the defense, we're keeping it this way. And probably Vic wanted too much input. And eventually, you know, if you have input in your defense, at the very least, you might want to have input on other things. You know, there's a chance where Wilkes might just be like – I'm worrying about this side of the ball. I'm trying to do the best here like that. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I think he's just going to be grateful and want to make the max, most of what he's done because he's never been in a situation like that. And he knows if he does it good for a year, two, or three, a head coach job might be on the line again for him.
0: That's true. But all I'm saying is... I just don't trust Kyle. He doesn't have to change the defense. But when Kyle is installing the game plan on whenever it is, Tuesday or Wednesday, and if if Steve Wilkes, who's very experienced and older than Kyle, hears something that doesn't sit right with him, or see something that looks insane, dude, speak up. Don't be f- afraid like it seems like everyone else is in this organization to say, to challenge Kyle Shanahan's ego. Speak up. And if Kyle might like it, he might be like, you know what? I like this guy. He's the one guy who tells, who calls me on my, I need, thank you, Steve. You never know. I would. So Are they anyway. even
1: reviewing the game plan like that with defensive coaches?
0: I don't know, man. At some point, someone needed to tell Kyle, hey, I think it's a bad idea for us to run this play action seven-step drop with Tyler Croft blocking Hassan Reddick on the sixth play of the game. I think that's a bad call.
1: But he, we, we've known he's always needed that, even before the season, because he's had like several calls a year that are just like, what the hell is that, dude? And it's just, no one's going to, he's not going to hear it. He's not, dude. He's not. He's like <laughs> they, don't just don't, they just not they just not he's like a stubborn he's like a stubborn like uh, uncle or a stubborn yeah. dad that like, you just can't get through. And it's, it's like dude, he doesn't want to listen to me. Just it's my way or the highway.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh what did this season reveal or prove to you about the 49ers? It was very interesting. They had this great win streak, but then they they didn't get any further than they got the season before. So it's it was very interesting what happened. What's your takeaway?
1: Uh I think my takeaway is that Brock Purdy proved that the 49ers always needed a quarterback upgrade, number 1. Yeah. I think that yeah. that was evident. Again, like That's why I was career.
0: down on the McCaffrey trade. I was like, "Yeah, it's great. He's great, but it's like is he does he play quarterback?" No. Okay, well, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Like but, Yeah. I think of all the
1: changes, like McCaffrey cha- McCaffrey was like a great change that they needed, but that 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 thing only helped them. That pretty much saved them in the Rams game, right? And only like probably carried them like a couple other games before Brock Purdy took over. But really, the biggest leap that really helped this offense was Brock Purdy. Like, yeah, yeah that became evident. I mean, yeah. the stats are already there. Like, he averaged more than a, touch, about a touchdown more than with Garoppolo in the game. And that's including when McCaffrey took over. Like, I see stats like, look at the offense before McCaffrey got there versus after. And it's like, yeah, we'll also consider that until Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt or even the ones that Jimmy got played with McCaffrey and then versus with Purdy. Purdy ultimately was the one who took them to another level because you don't want one player doing everything on your offense, which is what McCaffrey was pretty much doing initially when, with Garoppolo, whereas Purdy, it's like, okay, McCaffrey doesn't have to do everything. Suddenly Kittle's alive. You know, Ayuk getting a couple targets, a couple catches a game. Debo, a little sprinkle. Juwan Jennings. It's like, wow, this is like an actually utilized, fully utilized offense and a guy who there's pressure in his face. He's not afraid of it. And he can move away from it, and he can take the shots deep, and it was just like, "Where's this been?" <laughs> it, yeah. it, it literally, when the offense, when I'm, when you, when you go from a Kyle Shannon offense that's a run first, that's run to oriented, and you see like, "Whoa, passing!" A, an explosive passing attack. That says it all right there. So to me, it proves all the times like this is what this is what led them to drafting Trey Lance. It wasn't just because of the oh Jimmy gets hurt all the time. That's why we got a new quarterback. No, that's not why. That's twenty five percent of the reason why. He wasn't the good enough. The other seventy five percent of the reason why is because you're tired of that tote of that tap dancing handsome guy in the pocket who doesn't take the shots deep, who crumbles like a cookie. Yes, who does that? Who claps like the monkey with the symbols like that stuffed animal one? Who just does that? Because, and that, that literally will led it to Lance. Now, I know it's not Lance. It's the example. But either whether it was him or Purdy, doesn't matter. The point is, this is the example we always needed. And it's proof. It's proof to all the Jimmy G stands. Like, look, this is what it's supposed to look like, guys. An actual competent offense. And that's why they scored over 30 points every game except for the Cowboys game. And wait, and the Seahawks game on uh, Thursday night.
0: And the Philly game. But he got hurt.
1: He didn't play that game. So
0: yeah, he got know. hurt. <clears throat> that's a good call. I mean, Brock Purdy really... Uh... That was illuminating what he showed. Also on defense, I think just in general, we, we thought the Niners had like the best D-line in the league. People are talking it was like the best, the best D-line they've ever had. Like nah. It's, I mean, Bose is great, um, but he has very little help. Armstead missed most of the season. Kinlaw's been hurt for two years. Ebukan was hurt all year. Many Hughes decent. Uh they need to, I mean, you compare their D-line to Phillies, it's like oh, not, even, not, not even close. So yeah, it's great that you have Nick Bosa, but that's just you're not done on the D line. Good good run defense, but the pass rush just fell apart, and it just seemed like when you the Niners still still tell themselves that they're the best team in the league, but not in the trenches, not even close, man. Philly just right there, punked you, and I think the Niners need to um, make some serious strides there. To to back up what they say about themselves that they're the best team in the this league.
1: This is why this is why I like that ESPN pa- team pass rush w- win rate. This is why I think it actually comes true. It's like the Niners weren't top ten in that. The Eagles mm-hmm. and the Cowboys were tied at number one, and right. it showed. Right, it showed in that in that game where it was like rough, and it definitely showed when Brock Purdy got hurt and Josh Johnson was running for his freaking life and everything. Yeah, I mean, and even if you don't want to believe in that, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out Micah Parsons, Demarcus. Oh my god, like in the interior. Yeah. And then you, the Eagles, you can you can literally list every player on the Eagles defensive line, and everyone has been a Pro Bowl and All Pro at one point of life. That's it's insanity. Crazy. That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. This is almost which I can't wait to preview the, the Super Bowl. It's like this is almost reminding me. I'm like, oh my God, it's Mahomes against the Bucks 2.0 again. Only this yeah. time he has an yeah. offensive line, so it's like the Niners almost didn't stand a sad chance because outside of like left tackle, it's like who's really who's really going to stop these guys for like a whole drive? It really needed to be a lot of just like quick of quick operation. So I think. Yeah, it's kind of funny how Niners preach about offensive, you know, the the trenches, especially defensive line. It's like, it's really just Bosa. Because even if Armstead was healthy and was playing like 2019 version Armstead, it's still not enough. It's not.
0: It's not. And on the offensive line, it's the same thing. You got Trent Williams and then, you know, guys who are bargains and some guys are are worth the money and some guys aren't. Uh, But it's like, I, I don't like that philosophy. Just have the highest paid DN, the highest paid left tackle, and then just fill in the rest. Like... Those are units. I, I, I like the Philly approach, where you have a bunch of A A minus players and not just one A plus and a bunch of C minus players. So I mean, this is a, this is a a architectural decision the Niners have to make with their roster, and they're going to give all the money to Nick Bosa. They are. I get it. But this is it's this pro this problem is only going to become worse unless you start hitting on a bunch of draft picks and you don't even have draft picks.
1: Drake Jackson has to hit. It has to. It has gonna... to.
0: Because already so far,
1: I mean, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, Kinlaw's not getting picked up. He's pretty much kind of a whiff at this point. And there's no way you're going to pay him that $10.3 million. Even if kidding. he
0: works out, he's a run defender. He's not a pass rusher.
1: Yeah, because he's such a tank. But other than him, like, you really need the Drake Jackson one to hit so yep. badly. You needed him to hit so badly. And he looked decent in the first half of the year. Okay, like, okay, there's some strides. And I think this is why that I remember by week we had that show where, like, who were expected to turn it up or really present themselves? I think – I said Dre Jackson first. You were in agreement, and went a different way just for the show purposes. But it's like, wow, this guy really fell off. And so when Kyle mm-hmm. Shannon says like, yeah, he ran out of gas and strength, and it's like that the whole season. It's like, you know what? It's not, it's not, un- it's not a typical, it's not, you know, it's not uncommon to see that because what do these guys play like 10, 12 college games a year?
0: Yeah, you and also he's, he's still twenty one. He hasn't even turned twenty two yet. He's like <laughs> the youngest player in the team. So, so he's like, he it definitely. Get more like, yeah. you know,
1: really more. he really needs to hit. He needs to be the D4 2019. Well, okay, that's a little too high. 2019 D4 is pretty good. Um, but if you can get close to that, that'll do. That'll automatically do enough wonders. And then you probably still want to add someone free agency or, or draft someone. I, I wonder if all this time, like, the Niners have really depreciated in defensive line strength is because they're kind of taking – not for granted, Chris Kasarik, but they're kind of using him too much or trying to like just trying to, oh, we got Chris Kasarik, we're Gucci. You know, that's why Arden Key walked because of the, the, the work he did in 2020 and then last year with Arden Key and all these players because, you know, their platoon system last year was tremendous. And this year, you know, there was, you know, kind of was a kind of one off. I mean, who was probably was arguably the second best pass rusher. After that, who else?
0: The way I look at Drake Jackson is that he's going to be used the way Amenahu was used. 275 pound defensive end who probably rushes from the interior on third down that's the way i think they're going to use him they need a d ford type d ford was like 250 he had the great get off and he would be the first guy in the in the backfield even if he missed and just got pressure then armstead would would, would finish it or bosa would finish it that's how they did it in 2019 they don't have that guy Ebicom's not that guy if they just could get a guy with a good get-off who way, who's a speed-edge rusher, that's not Drake Jackson. A, 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 someone who's more explosive than than Bosa, smaller than Bosa. we were thinking that would be Kamoko Ture. No, 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 no. Could you get that guy? That would really help. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. it was going to be Kamoko, wasn't it? I remember because yeah. he did have like those yes. flashes. It was like, oh, let's see how he's going to do, especially under Kosarek and, you good know, athlete, all ball. that talent. And then he never yeah. even got to shine, which is like, damn, if he didn't get to shine, that means Kosarek was like out on him then. If, I, if you could Drake
0: get coach, the D4 type, it would make Drake Jackson better. would make yeah. Nick Bosa and Armstead better.
1: I think if there's one coach who, like, if there's like, oh, this guy didn't make it at any position or any offside of the ball. It's like, if the defensive line doesn't make it, it's like, I trust Kasarik more than like someone like a Kyle Shanahan. Like, it's yeah. like, okay, you're not giving Brandon Ayuk chances. I don't trust you. It's like, okay, like, Tamiko Ture didn't make it, then okay. Kassarik, I, I, I wouldn't question
0: Kassarik. that. I wouldn't question that. No, he's, yeah, I mean, Ture hasn't ever really done much. Here's $5 to Grant's hanna fund. Ha <laughs> ha! Here, I'll put it on the tip take Thanks. Home garlic butter. That's the tip right there No I, It's part of the tip uh, Manny Fresh One half of the big timer Says Purdy is Garoppolo 2.0 Won't be the defense deep Look at the Super Bowl Quarterbacks both Can throw the ball Downfield Well
1: Purdy can throw downfield We'll, down si- we'll, we'll, we'll see what Purdy's like
0: When he comes back From this procedure That he hasn't had yet Amazing Alright Everyone I'm Having on my show This week I'm asking about The Super Bowl have to. Why Why are you picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? Like everyone else? <laughs> why? Has that pretty much been the consensus? Everyone picking? is picking the Chiefs. No amazing. <laughs> everyone. My dad, Larry Kruger, everyone. Which that's two people. You us three.
1: Vegas takes uh, – the underdog is the, the Chiefs. But
0: but I'm picking the Eagles.
1: The when, when you're in plus one and a half, that's that's pretty much close to a pickup anyways. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty much – so. it's like almost like a slight favorite. Slight to – moderate most said so the chiefs because look honestly when they played the eagles when they played the niners that game they 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 pretty much didn't run away with it it took it took a josh johnson own side it was field. seven
0: to seven deep into this first half with josh johnson I in the so
1: game impressed with them which by which again i know niners defense is elite and they're the reason why they kind of bottled them up and the chiefs defense is like a bunch of notches below them so the eagles offense should be more excelling but Man, Jalen Hurts' is, his shoulder concerns me, and how and how much you know. Two more weeks is it really going to give to heal. Um, I'm, maybe he'll look a little better. Sure, um, but he was just inaccurate. He couldn't do anything. He was he was irrelevant that game. Really, he was. Um, and then oh, and I remember when they ran. I was the game was over in the third fourth quarter. They're freaking running him. It was stupid. It was like, oh my God, dude. This is like, see, that's when I that's when it's like, look, it's not just us criticizing Kyle Shanahan. sirianni why are you allowing your offensive coordinator to run this guy? And he I remember he he came up kind of gimpy too on his shoulder. So I it, it's really just to me, I I was unimpressed with how they look like. And it's ultimately like the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, it's I can't that was a battle against the Bengals. And the Bengals have a really good defense themselves too. And Mahomes, I know he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, but I feel like because they have such a balanced offense they can and they actually have a running game that is effective that i think they're gonna i think it's just i think this is their year i am not i'm not gonna it's pretty much almost me but not betting against the better quarterback and head coach in this sense but i know for sure it's going to be a battle because this is again like i said earlier Mahomes 2.0 in the super bowl against the bucks and we know how that worked out but then again he had like four missing offensive linemen and his off this is our best offensive line he's ever had in his career
0: yeah i'm picking the eagles just to recap it again my reasons um Ultimate respect for Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid, for sure. Ultimate respect. But I think Jalen Hurts is the healthier quarterback. Um, And I think the Eagles are the better team, the more balanced team. I mean, their defense is way better than Kansas City's. Way better. Their run game is way better than Kansas City. They're they're actually committed to running the ball, unlike Kansas City, who, you know, Andy Reid will do it a little bit just to show that he can, but he loses interest immediately. Even though he – Isaiah Pacheco is really good. Pacheco, Pacheco, Pacheco. He's hella good. I like him a lot. But was he get like 10 carries a game? I don't know. I Probably. just feel like to, to beat this Eagles team with that pass rush, you got to run the ball. you got to commit to it. And the Niners didn't and lost. And they're still trying to figure out what happened. And I, does Andy Reid commit to running the ball? I don't think he does. No. I think he and Kyle Shanahan are quite similar. They want to dazzle you. They want to make it about themselves. And I think the Eagles were right to fire him. And the only reason Andy Reid has a Super Bowl victory is because he beat Kyle. And he's gonna lose again to his now this to his former team who's gonna have two Super Bowl victories without him and they're gonna be like, Ha ha That's what they're gonna say. After well, I
1: think unlike Kyle, uh Reed plays matchups. He doesn't play just totally true. scheme. He knows That's how true. to like look at a play. He's
0: not gonna be stupid, he's not gonna be like, That's Okay, defensive
1: true. line, I'm gonna put That's Travis true. Kelsey's back up That's on true. this guy. Whatever. Hey, Let's talk about off. matchups though.
0: Let's talk about matchups though. Here is where I feel like the loss of Tyreek Hill is gonna finally hurt this. Secondary team. Yeah, because when you had Tyreek Hill, it changed how defenses approached the Eagles. Now, he's gone. Mikko Hardman's gone. And now you got no has one. has
1: though. He's been gone for about a Who? month or two. He's been injured. Hardman's been injured yeah, yeah, for like two yeah. months. That's sure, true. he came back That's last true. week, but they're pretty much operating without him.
0: That's true. I just feel like they're not going to have the explosive element. They're going to have to go down the field methodically, throw the ball to Kelsey a lot. And uh, it's good defense they're going up against. So we'll see what happens. It see might work happens.
1: out because— it, in that sense, because it'll tire out the defensive line. I, I, well, you know, in, in theory, they do have a lot of depth they can rotate out, but it could tire them out and draw, and you know, and just you know, overly, overly weaken them as the game goes on. I think, and I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think also the Jalen Hurts rushing element. He's been kind of irrelevant as a rusher for the last like his last like six games. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm looking at the prop bet right now. I think his over under for rushing is like 50 and a half. I'm tempted to take that under. I took the under last game. It worked well. So I, I don't I don't know how he's if, – if I knew he can be that explosive, that too, that's why I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm kind of scared. But I think that element of him rushing specifically is kind of going to be a little moot. Um, they, I mean, the Niners – I mean, excuse me. The Eagles had the great, you know, run-blocking offensive line scheme to go against that Niners front. You know, they pretty much had the right play call, the right – map everything just worked out beautifully with all the double teams and the clear outs and everything. It was just – it was a thing of beauty.
0: Um, so this is my last reason that I'm picking the uh the Eagles. <sighs> Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. But he's making 17% of the Eagles caps, uh the of the Chiefs' cap space. That's thirty-five million dollars. And a team has never won a Super Bowl, paying one player that much money. Now, he deserves it. He's Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like it's, you shouldn't be allowed to win like that. You shouldn't <laughs> be it, it shouldn't football shouldn't just come down to Whatever team is blessed to have the best quarterback, pays them the most, they win. Like, it should be more complicated than that. And Philly has not as good of a quarterback as Patrick Mahomes, but an MVP candidate who's making a million dollars a year. He's making $34 million less than Patrick Mahomes this year. And the Eagles have done a great job at maximizing their cap space and putting together a great team. I feel like the football got, like, that's how you do it. it. It should be more complicated than just, Lucking into the best quarterback in the league and giving him all the money and then winning all the championships. It's football. It's not basketball. It's twenty-two players, not five. I'm picking Philadelphia.
1: I, I <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching Chris Jones and the rest of that offensive line go up against that Eagles offensive line because I think Chris Jones is going to be better than what the the Eagles saw last week and I think he's going to be enough to make he's going to be good enough to make at like at least five impactful, worthy plays and one of them might be game changing. I don't know. I think. I think Jalen Hurts is going to – his stat line is going to gonna be like a 220-yard, 250-yard game for like 23 of 40, 23 of 38 for like a tug and a touchdown – a tug and a pick. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really it's really going to be if they can establish that run game because they could – they will put up some points. I think it will be like 20, 25 points they'll put up against the Chiefs' uh, defense. I just think like the Chiefs are going to edge him by like a field goal or so. Like I guess what I'm trying
0: to say though is that the, the Eagles are $34 million better than the Chiefs. Their, right, their roster Rodgers, is... Yeah, there's no
1: debate. Anyone who Their says, roster like, is Rodgers. way better than the way Chiefs. Better. And
0: it's because of this. And it's like, okay, well, the, the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts is no slouch. It's not like he's Jimmy Garoppolo or anything. Like, in 2019, I picked the Chiefs. The Niners had the better team. They had their better defense. a better run game. But I'm like, yeah, but the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and and Patrick Mahomes, who was cheaper than Jimmy Garoppolo back then on his rookie deal, was, it was everything. Now... The difference between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts isn't that big. And the difference between their pay is and the difference between their teams is. So, hey, if, if Patrick Mahomes wins this, to me, that's super freaking impressive. He's the underdog. His team isn't as good. He's on one leg. If he beats the Eagles, dude, that is more impressive than him beating the freaking Niners. Like, that is oh, yeah. all-time. All-time accomplishment, in my opinion. But Niner fans don't want to see it because the Niners fans are still in this mode of trying to— pre- Convince themselves that the Eagles aren't that good. No, they are. They're that good. And there's no shame in losing to them. It's the shame in how you lost to them. But there's no shame in losing to the Philadelphia Eagles this year, in my opinion. It's
1: disappointing how they lost.
0: It is disappointing how they lost. But not that they lost. No,
1: but because they probably would have lost anyways. But <laughs> no, yeah. All my cousins are like saying like, "F Philly." I don't want to see Philly win. I'm like, wait. I thought you guys hated the Chiefs after all those years. Yeah, but like after that, I want the Chiefs to win. Or just like, I just don't want to see them win. I'm just like, damn.
0: But if they win, doesn't that mean that your loss to the Eagles?
1: validated? Yeah, it's like you lost to the
0: Super Bowl champions, you know? Like, not, not some fraudulent team that got smacked. If the Niners played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, who's winning? Dude, the Chiefs.
1: Oh, now all of a sudden. The Chiefs.
0: The Niners were, like, the third best team in the league this year. Just like last year. Okay. They and need to get over, over the hump. Here. They keep they're telling the themselves that them they're them the them best them team. Them. In. They keep saying, we're the best team. No, you're not. You're like the third best team in the league, and you're close. And you, you could have gotten over the hump the, any of the last four years, but you keep telling yourself you don't need – there is no hump. The hump doesn't exist. No, there is a hump. There's a hump.
1: <laughs> sorry. Wednesday, sorry. dude. It's hump day.
0: <laughs> Citybird says, what is the state of the Niners today in an alternate universe if Jimmy hits that open Manny Sanders in the Super Bowl three years ago?
1: He I can't. Ever, I, don't ever, I don't ever view that as the play of the game. There was plays of the game. That they, really still lost. That game. they still would have lost.
0: They still would have lost. They still would have lost. They would have lost 31-27 instead of 31-20 is what would have happened. Manny Fresh says Andy has a point to prove to the Eagles. 40-21. Eagles don't have a point to prove to Andy? They both have a point to prove.
1: I don't see it being that much of a lopsided victory on either side of the ball.
0: Grant, you hook up your new mic yet? Okay, so here's the story with Mike. I got... I got the microphone upstairs, I got the arm, and I have the little digital mixer, but none of it works until I get the 999 freaking cord thing that isn't coming until Sunday. Sunday?
1: So wait, look, you have everything. That doesn't come with its own cord.
0: I had to I had to order four things uh independently. And three of them, the three most important expensive things were there in a day, and I have to wait all week for a $10 cord. I don't understand wait.
1: that well, at all. Your mic. your mic mic sounds fine.
0: <laughs> it's great it. yeah thank you very much steve-o says grant is a clown true you're a clown steve-o steve-o from jackass i like that guy um yeah dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh the show's over thanks for watching um yeah go do something productive with your wednesday i'll be back tonight with jesse late sure night
1: done. watch netflix all day
0: yeah netflix is good
1: Actually, no. They did that stupid password sharing thing, so I'm kind of pissed at them.
0: Sherman got burned on fourth and eighteen. It was fourth and it was third and fifteen. That wasn't Sherman, and it was it was Mosley. It was Jimmy Ward. It was Jimmy Ward and Mosley. See you on the show, out. everyone. Thanks for watching. I'll be back later, hopefully with yeah, more so
1: We're so we're betting the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Bottle of tequila. Let's do it. All right, there we
0: go. Bottle of tequila. Bottle of tequila on the Super Bowl. Me and you. We're,
1: we're shaking hands. This is the handshake.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: You guys bear witness. I got the Chiefs. Final score. And no nothing like no
0: hornitos or so nothing like that. It's got to be a semi nice bottle of tequila. Nothing against hornitos, which is fine.
1: No hornitos is not fine. Hornitos this
0: is fine. Which is whatever. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. I'll see you later.